Hey guys, I'm Coach Michael Burt, the Super Coach. My beautiful wife, Natalie Burt. Good morning. Mrs. Super Coach. Today we're coming to you with a brand new show called Living with the Monster. Typically every month we come to you with a show and a topic that's related to how to thrive in partnership with a driven and motivated person. Natalie's got a new book out called Living with the Monster, and today's show is going to be on the topic of uncomfortably comfortable. We can't wait to get in this. You're watching Living with the Monster. I'm Super Coach, Miss Super Coach. It can't be easy living with a monster, but to have an extraordinary life, married couples have to rid themselves of doing ordinary things. Coach and Natalie Bird believe it takes a full commitment rowing in the same direction in order to stay dynamic and continually push each other to live a monster life. This is Living with a Monster with Coach and Natalie Bird. Hey guys, welcome back to Living with a Monster. If you've ever been in partnership with a driven, motivated person, if you've ever been out there in the world married to a person that you think, man, I just don't understand this person sometimes, how their drive and their push, then this show is going to be for you. And we like to talk about the purpose of this show. Purpose of the show is, is, is really how to thrive in partnership with a, with a driven person. Right. I wrote down difficult person on here, but I really meant to say driven person. And, and, and Could listen, and this has to do with personality types. This has to do with mm-hmm. the person's raising. This has to do with uh, who a person becomes in life, it has to do with their goals and their ambitions. And, you know, really we do this show for couples that are out there because of what we hear. And what we hear every single month sometimes is I can't get my partner on board. Uh, I'm growing, but they're not growing. I'm trying to go to a higher level. I can't get them to a higher level. There's a lot of friction. And, and ultimately, all of this led up to you writing a book called Living, Living with, the with the Monster. Now, you know, we got the Monster brand. We got Monster Producer, Monster Faith. We got Monster Kids. We got Monster Everything. And uh, one day, I basically volunteered... Natalie to write the book Living with the Monster on Facebook. On Facebook before she knew that she was going to be writing that book. Now, she didn't like this. Okay. Matter of fact, I remember when I got home that day, she like, did you volunteer me to write a book called Living with the Monster on Facebook in front of all of those people, your 5,000 friends? And I said, absolutely. You know why? Because this book needs to be written. Okay. This book, people need to hear this book. People need to know this book. Listen, because I hear it every day and I want to help these people, but sometimes it's just better coming from you because you are the person living with the monster. So today's topic of today's show is uncomfortably comfortable. Okay. And this is part of the book, right? Mm-hmm. And living with the monsters coming out in the next few weeks. It's part of the book. What does uncomfortably comfortable mean? Well, I think it's you're, you're in a place um, where you're complacent, um, but you're not comfortable with it. Mm. So you, you, you're uncomfortable. You want to change. You want to grow. Um, you know, I felt some frustration in the past because I knew I was capable of more, but just didn't know how to get there. And so I think I think that's where that comes in and how you would feel that way. Well, I was thinking, I'm laughing because I was what thinking you? about, you know, Natalie came to one of my workshops many years ago. And um, did you pay for it or did your company pay for it? I'm pretty sure they paid for okay, it. Okay, the company paid for her to go. She may have been on an employee improvement program. I don't think so. And, I was good at my job. And, and, but she was very good at her job. But the reality was she was, she was uncomfortably comfortable. Mm-hmm. She was in a job. She had a lot more to give. She had a lot more to offer the world. She started to feel that and sense that. So she was, she was happy. She was content, but she wasn't satisfied. And I think that's a big part of what we're looking at. 
is happy, content, but you're not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Now, uncomfortably comfortable to me, when you say complacency, complacency is a gradual settling to a place of mediocrity. That's the definition of complacency. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people allow themselves to gradually settle. They allow gradually settle in how they look. They allow the gradually settle in how they act. They gradually settle in what they do. And this becomes very unattractive to the world. It's got to become unattractive to your spouse. So when you're thinking about this, I wrote down at the edge of discomfort, you know, what we, what we really try to do is push, push each other to a little bit of discomfort, although it's not, not easy. And our pastor always says on the other side of discomfort or the other side of conflict is a deeper intimacy with your potential. And so when you're thinking about this, me pushing Natalie to write the book was was uncomfortable for her because she had never written a book. She doesn't like the spotlight like I like the spotlight. She doesn't she she's in the background. She's like a, a number two, like a person behind the curtain doing a lot of the work, getting a lot, you know, but 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 I'm out front. So that was a very uncomfortable thing for for you when I said very. you need to write that book. So but here's the deal. I think at the end of the day she wrote the book. Book's finished. Book's going to be great. I've read the book. It's going to help a lot of people. It's going to be out in the next few weeks. It's called Living with the Monster, How to Thrive in Partnership with a, with a Driven Person. And many of you people understand this. So, so what did you learn by writing the book? Because I know you had to learn something. I know what I think you learned, but I, I want you to talk to them about what you... Well, what, I did not want to do this. I mean, there was no part of me that wanted to do this. I didn't know anything about it. It was very intimidating to me. You know, what if people don't like it? All those things go through your mind. Um, but what I did learn, there was a moment writing it that I learned that there is no one else that can do this. He can't write this. I'm the only one that can tell this story and what it really feels like and connect with people that are married to monsters. There's no one else that can do it. So, um, I felt a sense of responsibility and, um, to help. And every time we have a couples function, we filmed um, this show a couple times live with an audience here, and um, the room is packed. And it just shows me that it is a great need, whether I, you know, am comfortable doing it or not. Um, it's my responsibility. So. Now, that's a that's a big point right here because here's what here's what she's basically saying. She's saying that she felt a bigger responsibility than that, that, that was an override to her comfort. Okay, she could have said, it's more comfortable for me not to do this. It's more easy for me not to do this. But I feel a bigger responsibility. And this is a big point about getting uncomfortably comfortable is that, is that I think you're gonna, if you're going to be big time in the world, you got to do things that are for the greater good that you don't feel like doing. You can't consult your feelings on these things. The good that this book will do, the people that it will help, the people that are that are married to or living with a very uh, motivated and driven person that they can't understand, that's going to far exceed, in my opinion, the good of the little of the discomfort that she experienced writing this book. Okay, mm-hmm. now maybe I'm wrong, but I, but that's what I see. And for all the husbands that see something in their wives, for all the wives that see something in their husbands, for all them, you know, I I don't think it's a bad thing to create a little bit of creative tension, a little bit of push, a little bit of discomfort, and 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 helping them break through some of the ceilings that they've got. It's not always going to be easy because and we those think conversations are not easy. Yeah, <laughs> listen, we think very different about these things. Okay, <laughs> we think we think very different on on a lot of things as it relates to how we attack a day, about how we attack projects, about how I write books, about how I do this. So so this is this is an uncomfortable place. But at the end of the day, I really think the finished product 
is going to supersede some of that discomfort. Now, what she was saying is she did use a person to help her write the book. Mm -hmm. And what she found out during the process is no matter how good that person is, no matter how good another person is, how good a ghostwriter is, at the end of the day, she's the one that has the experiences. She's the one that's got it in her brain. She knows what it's like living with a, with a maniac like me. So when you think <laughs> about this concept, this book is going to help a lot of people. We're going to be doing events. We're going to release her book, Living with a Monster, at the same time we release Inside the Mind of a Monster. She's got a couple's goal guide that will help you work through this. So it's going to be a big thing. So let's take a break right there. When we come back, we're going to talk about how, you, how do you get in this place of being uncomfortably comfortable? Because it's the easy way out to get in a place of comfort, to get in a rut, to get so comfortable that you're just moving along at a slow pace, a turtle's pace, and you're not really going out there and attacking this. We're going to show you how do you get in this place, then we're going to come back and show you how to get out of this place. You're watching Living with the Monster with Michael and Natalie Bird. Hey guys, I'm Coach Michael Bird, the Super Coach. Over the last 10 years, I've been coaching some of the top performers in the world. First as a women's basketball coach that won championships, and then I began writing books, coaching business people all over the world, especially in key areas, insurance, mortgage, real estate, financial services. These are highly saturated and commoditized industries. My message is about how do you look different and run faster? How do you follow up like a champion seven to 15 touches? How do you go inside the mind of a monster producer? So at the 8% Nation Tour, I'm going to bring my thunder to you. I'm going to bring a great methodology. I'm going to show you how to follow up like a professional. I'm going to show you how to leverage your talents. I'm going to show you how to be compensated at the highest levels in the market. I'm going to show you how to work a selling system to attack every day to drive more leads than you can possibly handle. So if you've been looking for a good coach in your life, you need to go ahead and get your tickets now to the 8% Nation Tour. I can't wait to be there with some of the best talent in the world coaching you and how to get significant increase in your business and become a monster producer. All right, we're back living with the monster here at the Greatness Factory. Hope you're having a great day. We got a lot of stuff planned. We got monster teams coming in this morning. For all the people that are in Monster Producer, they're the entrepreneur, but they want to get their team on board, their team coached up. Uh, we're doing Monster Teams this morning, and then this afternoon, we're headed over to Hendersonville, Tennessee to kick off a new market. Man, I don't know that I've ever kicked a market off. I'm talking Houston, Phoenix, Dayton, Memphis, doesn't matter, that's, that's had the number of people enroll in the first day. So we're expecting a sold-out audience today in Hendersonville this afternoon. I'm extremely excited about it. It's telling me there's a hungry market over there that we need to be getting into. And like a bunch of cheetahs, we're going to go over there and get involved in it. Okay? We're going to get involved in it. Now, we're talking today on Living with the Monster. Uh, how do you get in this place of being uncomfortably comfortable? Because there's a part in the book where there's a little section in the book where you talk about this, uncomfortably comfortable. Go back and, and let me, let's revisit the definition. Okay. The, the, the definition of uncomfortably comfortable is what? Being complacent, but being uncomfortable with it because you know mm. you have more um, potential than what you're actually living out. So it's uncomfortable, but you're also very comfortable in your day to day. That's right. And then you had described complacency as what? A gradual settling to a place of mediocrity. Okay. Now, that's a strong I, definition. It is. And I think no one would say this is a goal of mine mm. to be mediocre. Yeah. You didn't send your kid off to school this morning and say, hey, go <laughs> gradually settle to a place of mediocrity today. Go be average today. I was telling Ella Grace this morning, I'm like, if you got, you got something big on your schedule today, you know, she's six years old. <laughs> and she's like, uh, long day, daddy. Gymnastics tonight. And I'm like, that's right. Hey, listen, every day is a big day. 
If you get your mindset that you're going to create something, every day is a big day. What, and so what we're fighting against, we're really fighting this war of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. We're fighting against a war of complacency. We're fighting against a war of comfortable. And couples, listen, here's the thing. Couples become incredibly comfortable with each other because they see each other in every environment. They see you in your comfortable clothes. They see you being lazy on the weekends. They, they know everything about you. So it's very easy not to push and challenge each other. It's very easy to get to a place where it's like, oh, you know, my wife's just like this, and that's all she's ever going to do, and or my husband's like this, and that's all he's ever going. That's just who he is, you know. And and you don't ha- you don't say, look, I you you could take on this project, you, you you could do these things, you could stretch yourself, you could get involved in this, and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable, but every day, every day, the uncomfortable people are the ones that win the most. So how do you get in this place? If you're if you're in this place that Natalie's talking about right now, how do you get in this uh, routine. place? Routine. Just repetition, same thing, over and over and over again. Nothing big to look forward to. You know, I was having this conversation with one of my girlfriends yesterday. We were talking about this show, and she said, there was a point in my life where I could have put a blindfold on and went through my day. That's how routine it was. So I think a lot of us are like that, minus the blindfold. We just kind of go through the motions, don't really have anything challenging us, nothing big going on. Yeah, and I wrote down association with small-minded people. One of the biggest things that I see is, a, is I look at a group. We've all heard the saying, we become the sum average of the five people we hang around most. Your income will seldom exceed the five people you hang around most. Here's what I would tell you, that your thinking is seldom going to exceed the five people you hang around most. You know, that's one reason that we enjoy hanging around people and Monster Producer and spending time even with them on the weekend, they're thinking, the projects they got going on, the drive that they have, the prey drive, the ambition. If you're hanging around small-minded friends, small-minded couples, here's what's going to happen, man. You're going to do little things in the world. Mm-hmm. So so how do you get in this place? Well, you all just do the same thing. We go to work during the week. We go over to the lake and drink a little beer on the weekends. <laughs> and that's what we do every single week, okay? And let me tell you something. There's a, there's a big world out there. There's places to go. There's things to do. You got to get out of this rut of doing the same thing over and over. So, and and I, one of my favorite sayings is, "Don't ever let old confidence turn into new ignorance." You know what that means? That means at some point in your life you were very successful, mm-hmm. and then you've let that old confidence turn into to, to new laziness. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people that used to be successful. These are the athletes that show up. I, I, I go to places, and these are the athletes that show up at events that were athletes twenty years ago. They're still talking about how great they were 20 years ago, but they haven't done anything in the last 20 years. Listen, nobody cares that I won a championship in 08. Nobody cares. What they care about is what I'm doing today, what I'm doing tomorrow. They don't care about the past. And so what a lot of people do is get together and live in the past. So, so we talked about how you got into this place. How do you get out of this place? Well, in the show on this one, how do you get out of this place? Well, I think you need projects that stretch you, um, like me writing a book. And by the way, it was a lot easier <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but for my example of this is um, our close friend, Brittany, over at the Exchange um, Boutique here in town. Um, I remember she just moved locations, and um, the morning, I wish I could show the video of her that morning. She was like, I'm having heart palpitations. I can't breathe. Like, I'm freaking out mm-hmm. to open this new location because that was a scary thing for her. Um but now, you know, 80% of her foot traffic did not even know that she was in business right. for the last year. So um, I think this is important to do things that stretch you. 
um, and challenge you every day. Well, and I wrote down when you, you know, how do you get out of this? You got to have a bigger vision. You got to commit to a bigger vision. Right now, we're building a $3 million greatness factory. We've got a contract on a lodge that we're looking at. We've got all of these things that we're trying to get involved in. We're, 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 we're trying to build, scale, and grow things. We're trying to franchise greatness factory. We're trying to open greatness factory for kids. We're trying to build monster producers. Say, that's a lot of stuff going on. That's the way I like it, man. I get bored if we're doing little things. I got to have big things in front of me. You know, my mom worked, worked for years, worked in a long-term health care facility, and she said that the th- there's three reasons that people pass away at the end of their lives outside of natural disaster. They run out of money. This is big. Because when you run out of money, you run out of good care. Mm-hmm. Okay? Number two, you run out of, they run out of love. Nobody comes to see them. Nobody loves on them. They run out of love. And the third thing they run out of, which is, I think, one of the most important things, is they run out of purpose. Mm-hmm. I have to put things in front of me. Now, let me tell you something. My staff is not going to understand 98% of the things that come out of my brain because my brain is operating at a frequency. They'll say, well, you need to slow down. You need to relax. You need to enjoy this. You need to smell the roses. My own family says this to me, okay? But, but here's the deal. If you're living with a monster, that's the way a monster thinks. What you don't want to do as in a partnership is suppress that. You don't want to suppress that drive because well, that drive too, is what pushes. There's a big it. difference in me understanding you and me accepting you That's right. the way you are. So um, I'm not going to understand that ever. I'm not ever going to understand the way he thinks because I don't think that way. Um, but I can't accept it and not suppress that. Now, so when you think about this, what we well, let's end the show on this. So congratulations to Brittany Renee Brandon, who's out there doing big things. Got a new new shop. She opened up the exchange. I know I know what it's like to take on rent. I know what it's like to be scared. I know what it's like to buy inventory. And I certainly understand. So that's that's an example of not getting comfortable. Her and Tommy are a good example of two people pushing mm-hmm. and stretching each other. Okay. Yes. So what do you need? You need something in the future, man. You need to sit down with your spouse and you need to create something in the future that you say, this is a big thing and it's going to be scary, but we're going to do it. And then you need a commitment to go all the way with it. Not halfway, not partway. You need a commitment to jump in and go the distance, even when it's uncomfortable for you. Because you said that magic word right there. It's not always about understanding your partner. It's sometimes about just accepting. Mm -hmm. This is who they are as a person. This is how... God wired them. This is what they're doing. They want to do big things in the world. And, and, and I, I remember a point in our, in our relationship where you said, I'm going to quit fighting you on who you are and what you're trying to do, and I'm going to get on board and join you in that. And I think that was a, that was a pivotal moment for us mm-hmm. because it was no Definitely. longer this friction about, hey, he's doing big things in the world, and he's always doing something, and he's taking notebooks to dinner, and it works on Sunday afternoons, and you know, I'm not going to change this guy. What I want to do is just get on board with where we're going. And when that happened... A lot of our potential opened up, mm-hmm. I feel like. Okay. So Natalie's now doing her own retreats, which I'm proud of. She's now mm-hmm. got her own book out called Living with She's listen, she's already selling tickets to her next retreat. <laughs> I'm like, man, we ain't even selling tickets to next year's retreat. She's already wanting they to sell. Fun. She's already she's they already she's already enrolling people for next year's retreat, man. I'm like, I done I done created a monster here. She's gonna be wanting to do a retreat every month. Which That's is fun. Hey, as long as they're profitable. And I don't have to go down there. I mean, I mean, I'm happy, man. It's a good deal. Okay. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Living with the monsters. Anything else you want to you want to add to these folks? I don't think so. This is a good topic. Uncomfortably comfortable. If you're out there in the world and you're like, that's me. They're talking to me. You I got- will say this: the Couples Goal Guide that's coming out with my book. Um, we will be doing a live event here at the Greatness Factory for couples. If you're interested in um, sitting down with your partner and planning that. Ultimately, through the goal guide, you will create a monster vision together, um, which I think is important, not just knowing 
um, what it's like to live with him or live with the monster, but how to create that monster vision together as a couple. So we'll be doing that as soon as the book book. comes out. You know, as I was going back and, and, and looking at the book and reading the book, and a big part of the book is always going back to that vision. When you get off track and you get in a rut, go back to the big vision, constantly reconnecting to that. So we'll be doing a big event here. We'll have all, all of the books, the goal guide, you'll work through it. Listen, just get your partner here. Just say, hey, come and experience this. It'll be fun. It's not going to be stressful. Listen, it's not going to be stressful at all. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. So if you're not a monster producer and you're watching the show, we do lots of events together. Okay, I can't do a show without plugging Monster Producer. You know what I'm saying? You got to get involved in what we're doing. We're doing stuff for the family. We're doing stuff for the kids. We're doing stuff for every, everything you can imagine in Monster Producer. That's why the network is so strong. And uh, you get your significant other on board. You're going to do big things in the world. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank Brand you. new episode, Living with the Monster, Uncomfortably Comfortable. Hey guys, Coach Michael Burt, the Super Coach. And one of the things I constantly say is I don't believe in cotton candy. Too many people in the world today want a quick fix. They want a quick hit. They want to turn their life around in a month. They want to make some money in three or four days. Listen, you don't need to come to me if that's what you're thinking is. There is no get rich quick theme. There is no uh, come out of the gates in two or three days, turn this whole thing around. I believe in one thing, guys. I believe in a long obedience in the same direction. You know, I started my coaching career really at six years old when Mickey Vinson, that little league baseball coach, said, son, one of these days you're going to be a great coach. I formalized it at 15 coaching junior pro. I was at Riverdale High School at 19. I was the head coach for a decade. At 31, I retired to start this business. I'm in the 11th year of running this coaching business. Listen, 10,000 hours of practice. But how many years of a long obedience in the same direction, of studying human behavior, the psychology of how people win, don't win. Here's what I would tell you. We live in such a society today that people want that cotton candy. They want to come and be entertained versus education. You need to flip the script. You need nine minutes of education for every one minute of entertainment. You need to get in the business of taking what you're learning and implying it day after day after day with a rhythm and a discipline and a cadence There is no get rich quick thing. You get rich for sure when you stay focused and you push the ball down the field and you quit living in cotton candy land and get into mastery. I'm Coach Michael Burt, the super coach. When are you going to let me coach you? Go to monsterproducer.com. Go to coachburt.com. Show up, grow up, and let's deliver. (laughs) 